Yeah, wheel nerds. Wheel nerds. Wheel nerds. Wheel nerds. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is season five, episode ninety-five. I'm Chuck, and I'm Jay. Hi. Hi. How 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 are you? We're going to talk about motorcycles and and good deals on motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. And also side effects of medication. So I have a new co-host. Hi. Um. Uh. What's your name? Jay. Oh, okay. Uh, how'd, how'd your Craigslist ad go, Jay? Very, very well. <laughs> very, very well. Thank you. Oh. Sorry about that. I, uh, I, I'm on corticosteroids, and it turns out if you mix those with beer and my normal strange metabolism, then I turn into Call Jay guy, which is, you know, problematic. Kind of I gotta learn to stop sucking on beer like this. Yeah, you, uh, you, uh, you beard yourself, but good there. Fortunately, uh, you, you oh, do you want some beer? Fortunately, the Wheel Nerd's shop dog is here to help. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, wow, I got beer all over these. We're back, and Chuck is covered in beer. Yeah. Uh, situation normal. Yeah, so situation normal. Been gone, on drugs and... We've been gone a long time. Yes, we have. It's been... Two months? It's been real. <laughs> what have you been up to, Tom? I've been in hospitals. Yay, hospitals. Yay, hospitals. What what has been happening to you in hospitals? Well, it uh, I had a little infection, so I went and got some antibiotics, and it turns out that now despite the fact that I haven't been for 30 years, I'm allergic to antibiotics of certain types. Hilarity did not ensue. All the tops, all the types they gave you? Yes, all of the types they gave me, including the first set of pills, the second set of pills, and the giant shot in the rear. Wow. Yes. Not a good time. Okay. So next time you go to the doctor, you have a list of medications. Yeah, you know that question they ask you? They're like, well, are you allergic to any medications? And my answer used to be, (laughs) (laughs) now I have a much more interesting answer. So are you allergic to all the penicillins? Is that what's up? All the penicillins, all the cephalosporins, most of the NSAIDs, which means like, you know how like when you hurt a little bit, take some Advil? Yeah. I can't do that. Wow. Yeah. Good times all around. What can you take? Tylenol and water. And general bad attitudeness. Okay. Yes, those are all safe. Which are all the attributes of a hardcore biker. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been fun. Okay. Uh, speaking of hospitals, mm. let's, I want to throw out some well wishes to Michael Kaiser, a kinderwriter. Yeah. He got himself into an accident, uh, burning himself in a horrible sexual incident involving a curling iron, <sighs> a gallon of jello, and three girl boy hookers from Thailand. Yeah, you know, I think I think he really was pushing it with the three of them. Should have stuck with the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard it was actually that he did it in his garage, but, you know. I suppose those aren't mutually exclusive, are they? No. That's where he keeps all the shackles and stuff. Mm. You, and you heard the clean version that he was, like, working, and there was some gasoline. Oh, yeah, and it caught on fire. No, no. Girl boy hookers. Yeah, okay. They're incredibly flammable. Uh, all that yeah. surgery. Mm-hmm. 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 So I hope, hope you're recovering well, Mike. Uh, this, this show is sadly for you. Mm. It's the best we could do. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh... Hope you feel better. What kind of steroids they got you on? Uh, prednisone. Mm. They, uh, they, they, you know, they start getting you off it because the side effects of prednisone are like it's this long and increasingly scary list that ends with like death and your dick falls off. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, which comes first? I don't know. That's what worries me. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but, uh, so, you know, they try to get you off at fast. So they tried to get me off at fast. And, uh, next thing I knew, I went from okay in the morning to hurt so bad in the afternoon. I was back in the ER again. Wow. They're, they got to know me real well in that ER. Yeah. And you're kind of cranky. Yeah. Were you cranky in the ER? Uh, no, actually, I wasn't that cranky in the ER. See, it turns out, you know how, like, you, you have your, you always talk about your pain threshold, you know, and you get further wrong. They, they give you that scale, right? And on the scale, you're supposed to say, like, where on the scale with the face you're making are you? And, you know, I was like 10. I mean, really 10. Mm -hmm. It turns out, I've never actually experienced 10 before, but when I get to the 9, 10 range, instead of screaming or being weird, I start to giggle uncontrollably. Okay. So they're admitting me in. I can't walk. I'm, I'm like barely able to breathe in the chair and keep myself breathing regularly. But they're like, how bad does it hurt? I'm like, it's 10. <laughs> so you're like the joker at that point. You know, actually, it is a lot like that. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. That was cool. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. That is a thing. Well, my, my time off hasn't been as interesting. I mean, I got Bella the dog, the pit bull. Yes. Bella, our our, our shop dog. Meat pipe. As it is. And what else has been doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. I've been doing this. He's taking his shirt off. Why is he taking his shirt off? <laughs> he's, he's... The tattoos look the same. I've been working out, bitch. Look. Oh, oh yeah, there's a muscle there. Oh, good job. Oh, that's nice. You can totally see those. Yeah, that's kind of freaking me out now with the hairy back. <laughs> the hairy 40-year-old back. That hurt my back. Mm -hmm. Well, you're, you're skinnier. I'm skinnier, too. Of course, your reasons are much better than mine. I've been gaining weight. I've been losing it very fast because <laughs> I can't eat. Uh... It's awesome. But we're back! Yeah, in between all that, we haven't been, uh, we didn't go to the IMS or AIM. Nope, no, nope, oh. no, we didn't go anywhere. Uh, we barely rode the motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah. We, we get it, you picked up a heavy object and then you put it back down. You're gonna give yourself like a, like a hernia doing that. Like a, like a neck hernia. That's gonna hurt like a bitch. Clearly, you have misjudged me. Did you know I was planning not to do this voice again this season? It happens! But then Craig decided to be a smelly butthole and post a joke on Facebook. So this is for you, Craig. Why do you do these things, Craig? You whiny little bitch. It's all true. So we got, like, a bunch of classifieds and crap. Oh, man, we got, you know, listeners have not been slouching in sending us stuff. We got listeners. And we still have listeners, which is impressive. Wow. Go us. <laughs> What's up first? Oh boy! So Sean sent something, which he sent is for Todd, which is funny because we both have urals now. <laughs> yes, he sends us the 1963 and 55 Changjang slash ural. That's what wishful thinking. Uh, Six thousand dollars in Arbor Vitae, Wisconsin. Now, um, oh, he's selling two of them. Yeah, sounds like a bargain, right? Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing: these aren't Changjang urals; they're just Changs. Okay, straight up. Not only are they Changs, but if you take a look closer, he notes that they look like flatheads. It is a Ural, an overhead valve. Yeah, a Ural is. A Chang is a side valve, flathead. 
Uh-huh. Terrible bike. <laughs> I mean, they look great. You can't you can't fault I mean, the way chains they, look. They've got the look right. They're absolutely beautiful. They look like old Urals. Yeah. A gorgeous bike. Yeah. However, here's the thing about them. You'll note here that they work. Uh, $6,000 takes them both. Sidecars are worth that. Brought in from Shanghai with proof of ownership but no titles, all paperwork to get. I would like to back up for just one second here. Why is the battery in the trunk? Stick with me for a moment. Okay. With proof of ownership, but no titles. Well, it's Chinese. Mm-hmm. Clearly not stolen. One is in 1955, and one is in 1963. I'm going to let you know a little secret about Chang's. Okay. That is not a 1955 and 1953. Okay. Those are probably late 90s, early 2000s Chang's. They are in really nice-looking shape. Suspicious, don't you think? Yeah, for a, yes. such an old bike. So these are, these are, air quotes, modern Chang's which have gotten fake papers to make them look like 1955 and 1963. Only problem is the DMVs are onto this. Good luck, you know, Godspeed, getting this registered. I, I wish you the best. It ain't going to happen. So what's going to happen if he tries to register it? It's not going to be registerable. It's not going to be a bike that is legal for American roads. Okay. So they're going to tell him to take a flying leap, um, enjoy your yard art. Hmm. Some people have done it, and if you go online, there's all these instructions about, you know, jump through this hoop, turn around three times, and sacrifice a chicken, and maybe you'll get it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not the norm. Do you think that both sidecars are worth the six grand? No. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, the sidecars are probably good. You could do all sorts of good projects with those. I would take the bike and basically set it on fire. Um <laughs> Walk away in slow motion? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty okay. much. Now, why is the battery in the trunk? Uh, battery's in the trunk because there's nowhere else to put it. If you take a look at the Changs, they have a uh, they have the triangle frame like the Retro, uh-huh. but the Chinese uh, can't really figure out how to make anything small or simple, and so it doesn't fit inside the frame. That looks like a car battery. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, interestingly, that's a common mod people do for Urals. Put a car battery? You know, because I don't know if you've noticed. I mean, yours is a... I don't know if you've taken your battery out. Uh-uh. So yours, the plate above the battery where the seat is, you can unscrew that and take it off. Okay. I can't do that. Getting my battery out is like playing Tetris backwards. So they put in a car battery in the trunk? So they put or... a car battery in the trunk, run the cables to that, and then just take the, use the battery compartment for like a, I don't know, a, put the, you know, junk in there. So what kind of battery does the Euro have regular? It's a motorcycle battery. I, I don't know the exact numbers and Why stuff. Why not put that in the trunk? You can do that too. Oh, okay. What's really the mean. advantage of choosing a car? Holds a lot more charge. It's burger. I want a burger. I got all more stuff. Burger. 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 Okay. If you want to make the mod, just call Jay. <laughs> Poor Jay. <laughs> Next up, JJ sends us. I have a Yamaha. JJ. R- uh, I have a Yamaha R1, 5500 firm, only six. This is a really long. Yeah, blah, Oof. blah, it's fast. Fast, 190. Stator covered, yada, yada, yada. Best leaning grip you can get unless you're using, oh, okay, mm-hmm, track tires. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, HID kit on the bike, mm-hmm, it's blue. Mm-hmm. The bike is awesome, but I'm looking to sell it, sell it down with the cruiser. Criminal speeding tickets are extremely easy to get on this bike. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get pulled over, you literally have the option to outrun the cop on this thing. No one will catch you on the highway. No test rides without cash in my hands. Mm-hmm. Get the That's hell funny. out of here if you have a permit. Mm-hmm. I'll have my gun on me during the transaction, Whoop. so don't be nervous. I always carry when I ride. Uh. <laughs> uh. 
Todd, I always carry when we do the podcast. Don't be nervous. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm totally not pointing at you. This is just how I hold it. It wouldn't It wouldn't bother me near as much if you didn't keep throwing beer cans up in the air and shooting them out of the air during the podcast. <laughs> Shut up! I mean, come on. <laughs> grow up. <laughs> What'd you say? I said grow up and get a long gun like a long gun. <laughs> I have a long gun. Okay. I just think I can't. I mean, makes people uncomfortable if I open carry a Real men gun. carry saddle ring carbines that they fire one-handed. I'm just saying. I've got a samurai sword stuck in my trunk. Mmm, I bet you do. <laughs> he also notes, incidentally, that the lower fairing on the right side is melted underneath because I let my bike warm up too long in Flagstaff since it was cold. I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. I want to run this by one more time. It's melted underneath because I let my bike warm up too long since it was cold. Well, yeah, you want to... It melted because it was too cold. Well, yeah, you got warmed up a little too much. Mm-hmm. I'm sure nothing horrible has ever happened to this bike. How the hell do you melt the fairing? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, the stator cover has a scratch because my brother... <laughs> Scraped it at a gas station. <laughs> oh, he put on American Motorcycle Association approved monster racing plastics. Which I'm sure was not put on because of the incident involving the scratch. <laughs> I'm sure it was only because they were cool, not because it was banged up and mashed and melted a little bit. My name is Caleb. <laughs> we're very proud of you, Caleb. I'm Caleb! <laughs> I'm Caleb! It's Jay's younger cousin. Caleb! <laughs> hey, it's not spelled the way you think either. <laughs> Caleb. We better move on. So, Willie, Willie. Caleb! William sent us possibly the most topical thing we have ever gotten on the show. He sent us a piece of crap truck. Uh, well, because, you know, I mean, let's face it. What's the topic of our show? Piece of crap trucks. I mean, what do we talk about? Day in, day out, piece of crap trucks. Yeah? So, you know, we're skipping the truck. Fuck the truck. Screw the truck. Who wants a truck? Why the fuck did you send us a truck? I, uh, you know, maybe... What the fuck is this truck? Truck nerds. Welcome to truck nerds. Hey, Chuck, I was thinking about jacking my pickup up and putting a large... Uh, muffler, muffler that doesn't muffle on it. Where'd your shirt go? I want my truck to have black smoke. Where'd you get the chewing tobacco? Out of it! Why? All the time. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, 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 I was wearing flannel when I came in. <laughs> There's no luck with this truck. No! I will not ride truck. in this truck, Sam I am. <laughs> I will not ride in it with the boat. It's got a bench seat. <laughs> I won't be in the box. I won't ride it with the fox. <laughs> Please put your pants back on. <laughs> Bench seat. <laughs> so Char Charlie actually sent us a great one. Who? Charlie. Who? Charlie. Fuck Charlie. Well, you know, the thing I like about this ad is it really demonstrates the importance of good classified pictures. Oh, aren't we like supposed to not to cuss anymore? Oh, whoops. We broke it. God damn mother. So that this is a 2008 Honda Goldwing Gold. nav heat package, low miles really for 16. Wow, you, you, um, that wow. I love this Kit Kat. It's a healthy dinner of beer and Kit Kat you're having. Oh, but so it's a, it's a 2008 Honda Goldwing nav heat package. Don't worry, it fits my macros. Wait, what? Don't worry, it fits my macros. I don't even know what that means. It's a bodybuilding term. Uh huh. Did you see my guns? You're, you're, the, I call this the, the guns of Chuckaroon. Mm. Right gun, left gun. Mm -hmm. 
What happens when they misfire? I put my hands in my lap quietly and hope no one noticed. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you for derailing my train of thought. <laughs> Honda Goldwing, Nav Heat Package. Now, if you're selling a Nav Heat Package for a Goldwing, the thing you want a picture of, logically, is what? The Goldwing? No. The Nav Heat Package? The Nav Heat Package. Wait, so what's this- he selling? He's selling, uh, I think it's actually a Goldwing with a nav heat package. Okay, yeah. But he's taking a picture of the GPS screen. <laughs> and that is all. Just the GPS screen. It's nine minutes and 18 seconds to... I, I have a question, Chuck. Yeah? This is an important question. Since he's shown us the GPS screen at 9.18 in the morning, let me ask you this. Is the location he's shown on the GPS screen his home? Or something more sinister. Like what? I don't know, strip club. That's not sinister. That's friendly. Oh, okay. I mean, who doesn't like a good strip club? Maybe that's where he takes his victims before he skins them. He is in Arizona. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, this could be many things outside Phoenix. It's suspicious. Well, okay, he's like right by a lake where he could dump bodies. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. (laughs) Yeah, there's something sinister going on at that location. Authorities take note. So are you saying he shouldn't buy this Goldwing? Uh, the Goldwing might be fine. Uh, there mean, may be a little blood inside the side cases. T- from, titanium you know. color, no scratches, no scuffs, mm-hmm. no sales tax, no tax. Senior owned. Uh-huh. Why is that desirable? Senior owned? Meaning the left turn signal will burn out before the left because it's been left on for so long? Well, no, it's that whole you know, little old lady from Pasadena drives slow and sanely and you know isn't mm-hmm. like the dude on the R1 getting speeding tickets. The, the little old lady from Pasadena is dumping bodies in a lake, Chuck. Senior. That lake right there on the GPS. Senior people need hobbies, too? That's true. That means they've been at it for a while. That and means she's... they're really good at getting away with it. I don't think I want to buy this gold ring. I don't want to meet this person. But I'm frightened, Chuck. Okay. I I'm need not to gonna, move on. I'm not going to hold you. I'm, I'm not holding you. Not just a teeny bit? No. Go away. Fine. What's next? Uh, homemade chopper. Mm. This is... <laughs> That is a homemade chopper. Is that back wheel a wagon wheel? $200 or best offer, a custom-made mini chopper. 11 mm. feet long, 5.5 horsepower Honda motor. Pull start, rear disc brake, lots of fun. I take it back, that rear wheel <laughs> is from a riding mower. The front wheel looks like it's from a wagon, possibly, maybe a bicycle. Yeah, possibly a bicycle. The other thing I note about this is the clever person who's built it has built it with two tubes for the frame. Do you know what would happen if I sat on this? <laughs> if, wait, wait. If any person sat on it or you? Me specifically. <laughs> yeah, it just like bend in half. <laughs> like the two wheels would touch, I'm pretty sure. I like that they, they're selling it at the garage sale on the dead lawn. Oh, my God. You're right. There's a dead lawn and there's a table with a pile of crap on it behind this is, it. This is a garage sale. This is the... <laughs> it's a bicycle seat and... It's... it be Ah. Uh, hmm. Bit. Wow. Hmm. You, too, could own a homemade chopper. I got the feeling that that pipe's still going to drag even when it's upright. Well, especially with me sitting on it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to throw this out, too. The lateral stability of a frame made of two tubes, not that great. Do you think it's good pipe, or is it like leftover pipe from the house? Clearly leftover pipe. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a wow. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if some of that pipe was PVC. <laughs> like that handlebar? PVC. <laughs> Forks? 
PVC. PVC. <laughs> you just got some plumber's goo on there. Yeah, well, you know that PVC bonding stuff, once you get that on, I mean, that doesn't come off. It's great. It's you know, serious paint, stuff. Paint you know? it black. It looks just like metal. Oh, yeah. No problem. <laughs> and Ooh. It cuts Ooh. weight on the bike. Don't just paint it black. Paint it gloss black. Ooh. Yeah, now it really looks like metal. Oh, wait, wait. Don't just, right? just paint it. Powder coat it. Ooh, yeah. And powder coat to PVC. Yeah. Can you powder coat PVC? I have no idea. I'm not sure if that will work. Who cares? Would it melt in the oven? Maybe, oh, you know, it's like that lost wax molding where, you know, mm-hmm. the PVC melts away and it just leaves the powder coat. Oh, there you go. So it's actually entirely composed of powder coat. Think of the weight savings. <laughs> oh, until I sit on it. <laughs> no, it's not really weight savings anymore. We've unsaved the weight. But it's a lawn ornament. <laughs> it's all back. Pull start. Wow. Where do you think that motor came from? The same mower the rear tire came from? What the hell kind of question is that? Where did the mower and the rear tire, which conveniently has the right size sprocket for that chain already on it, came from, Chuck? Gosh, I fucking wonder. <laughs> well, at least it was probably a riding mower of some sort. One hopes. <laughs> <laughs> push mower wheel. This what? is this is from Canada. When you want it to go, what you do is you push the handlebars in and it'll start moving forward. Why is it that engages the clutch. Why is a Canadian doing this? Uh, well, I thought Canadians were you the, know the other half of the mower was broken. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect this from like Georgia or Tennessee. Okay, have you been to the Plain States of Canada? I have not. Okay. <laughs> Cause they're like those places, but bigger and emptier. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And with apparently tables of crap. Wow. That's it. That looks to be a, a Walmart coffee table um, with a lot of crap sitting on it in the background. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Lawn. That's... Lawn is extremely dead with dandelions growing in the middle of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Wait. Wait. Are those dandelions or is that? Some... I could be something else. That... It kind of looks like Pikachu. Uh, that could be too. I think there's a Pokemon on this. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'll crush his ass too. (laughs) (laughs) Pikachu! No! Why? Pikachu! Uh, Why? There'll be a lot of kids crying themselves to sleep. (laughs) Thank God you had that Pokeball in your butt. (laughs) Okay. What? No, that's part of the engine. That's the intake. (laughs) The the as as we as we generously call it, the air box. (laughs) Two holes drilled in it. Oh, okay, that's enough classifieds. I'm done. Thank God. <laughs> oh man. So what, what do you want? You got something about here me dying? Yeah, you're gonna die. Well, aren't you? Well, somebody here. I better eat my Kit Kat. Fancy, and they're and they've they've got round wheels on their Ural. That's true. Look at me. My wheels are made of aluminum, and they're round. You know what happens to round wheels from 2012? Uh... They self destruct. Because they weren't heat treated properly, and then they kill you and eat you and feed you to bears. Fucking Russians. I know, right? They can't even get a wheel right. <laughs> Have you seen my wheels? <laughs> sort of. It's, you do that kind of rockety back and forth. <laughs> you get the one on the shopping cart that doesn't quite. You look like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang coming down the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially now it's cold. <laughs> So, yeah, Ural had a recall of some of the 2012 aluminum cast rims. They didn't heat treat them right. And so the wheel between the spokes across like a six-inch space would just break in half. 
Wow. I know. As you can imagine, some fairly scary crap happened to people from whom this happened. Was Most that... of them spotted it because it's really obvious. But a couple people didn't. What happened? <laughs> the wheels stopped turning. Anyone get hurt? No. Oh, okay. No. The nice thing about a three-wheeler, as I discovered when my final drive stopped working and my wheels stopped turning, is <laughs> you pretty much just skid to a stop. <laughs> no, no less exciting. And poor Nate, who is in my sidecar, will never look at a motorcycle again. But, <laughs> hey, Nate, how do you feel about motorcycles? Go to hell, Todd. I'll never forgive you. At least you can blame him for it. Mm-hmm. You broke it, Fatty. What did you do? <laughs> It was on your side of the bike. Ah, uh, crap. Fatty? <laughs> yeah, so did you check yours out? Were yours the April, the dreaded April 2012 wheels? I haven't checked mine yet. Mm. Mm. My motorcycles are languishing in my garage. Mm. In mm. fact, the Versus is still in the same condition it was when we stopped putting the PDM in it. <laughs> like no seat, wires hanging out, battery yeah. not connected. In fact, I got I to give a little bit of an apology to Alt-Rider, the nice people there who sent me that PDM to try out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try it out. Anytime now. I, and I'm, I got to send an apology to everyone who's expecting to see those pictures of that install because mm-hmm. I haven't done that yet either. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah. I've got, who else do I got? I got to send a, an apology to the nice people at Eat Sleep Ride because they gave me their free app. Or they gave me their app for free and I, I haven't tried that out yet either. <laughs> you know, I think the moral of this story is you should be sending the free shit to Todd. Because <laughs> I am clearly bad at this. <laughs> Power arc ignition? Pay attention. <laughs> well, but about the PDM, we got a letter about it. Yeah. I want to just cover real quick. Mm-hmm. It comes from a guy named Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's from some podcast uh, I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. I think it's something to do with quilting and sheep. Blah, 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 boring Chris the, from some podcast. Yeah. The, the race, the lace, mm-hmm. the lace. So it's a it's a quilting podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lace podcast. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, he wrote, uh, hey, guys, a few points about the PDM. When there's a short, it shuts off the turkey. Well, right. Wait, it shuts off the turkey. No, it shuts off the circuit. I I tested it by, well, forceful means, and it works as advertised. Good job wiring wrong. (laughs) Chris has the older unit that isn't programmable but has fixed values for the various circuits. Uh I think it's 4, 5 amp, and 250, whatever. Uh, It has a built-in ground bus in the connector. You just add the supply of negative wires into the plug. Sounds like they did away with that in the newer unit, which is disappointing. I agree completely. Using the PDM's delay off feature is pretty nice, though. Not mandatory. I've got my GPS power supply and heated gear plug on the delay, and it works out pretty nice. Hope that clears it up. I'll likely stick with the owner unit based on you guys not doing anything right. Mm-hmm. And you guys yeah. suck, yeah. and people should mm-hmm. listen to our podcast instead of yours because mm-hmm. quilting is cool. Way better. Also, I look really good in a skirt. Sign Chris. Okay. I do. Uh, I, I, uh, okay. <laughs> this is most of what I can respond to there. There's a picture of him here in the skirt. Too, yeah, I, I, I stand by the, if you're starting fresh, it's probably not a bad product. If you want to build your own harness and do it really bomber and hardcore, it's probably not the way to go. It's easy to do. Yeah, right? that's the thing. It's, it's easy. Much it's nice one and way or the other. Do you want the, the, the pre-built unit or do you want to... Build it yourself yeah, as you go. It's whatever, yeah. you know. Whatever I mean, works for you. I mean, if you've got a life, you know, social activities, friends, mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. I remember you, those things from before I had a kid. And then you would, you know, get the PDM. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, I think I had some social stuff. I seem to remember it. It's been like a year. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't know. No, you don't know. I'm getting really good at chasing short people around. <laughs> Though. <laughs> a couple, a couple, the PDM is definitely a nice doohickey. Very nice. Uh, yeah. You know what, you should it's just purpose built. go to all writer before I even finish this review and mm-hmm. probably spring. And just buy one and tell them the wheel nerd sent, sent you. On mm-hmm. blind faith. Mm-hmm. Go, yep. go buy go. it. Run. Buy it. Now. Go. Buy it. Or, uh. So I, I do need to, I do need to give a warning to everybody about the uh, the delay on with the heated gear. Uh-huh. So I've been using my Ural's Kickstarter a lot lately. Why? Um, because the battery is low. Okay. Um, you know you push the you, you know sometimes when your battery is low like not dead but low you push the start button and the starter makes that sad kind of uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh yet noise yet <laughs> yet <laughs> yet <laughs> so. I'm lazy though, so I haven't done a goddamn thing about the battery. Like hook up a tender to it because on the Ural, Me too. Because on the Ural, I'm like, oh, whatever, kick, <laughs> burn, it just goes, no problem. Me too. I, I do want, I do want to give it up for Ural. That Kickstarter on the Ural is the best Kickstarter ever. So good. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been kicking the thing over, but it turns out that what happens is. Since I have a relatively short commute and it's like slow, uh-huh. if I have my heated gear on and I have it up a bunch because it's cold as crap out, it doesn't charge the battery because I'm not spinning the alternator enough. So yeah. So would a big, a car battery be helpful in that? Uh, it would buy me time. Ultimately, I'm going to need to get things to a state where the battery actually charges. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so just just remember, your heated gear can run your battery down pretty easily. Even if you have a giant alternator. You learned that here on Wheel Nerds, where the obvious tips are given like their knowledge. Mm-hmm. Because we're stupid. Mm-hmm. Speaking of stupid. Hi. Oh, what? <laughs> Focus, Chuck. <laughs> I- I'm noticing this new and disturbing trend. Okay. In a lot of these concept bikes and concept engines that we're seeing come out of the shows we didn't go to. Girls draped over them, scantily clad? Mm, I don't think that's an emerging trend. It's not disturbing either. Mm. No, it's not. Unless you're one of our field one listeners, in which case it's very disturbing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We yep. take a stand. Yep. Yep. In which case we'll find you some beefcake and throw them over it. <laughs> we promise. We, we promise to find you better beefcake than Chuck. We're going to be coming out with the Wheel Nerds 2014 calendar. It's mostly just Chuck. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry in advance. Oh, my back. My back. Help. Help. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Subaru with you. Back to your grocery hauler. Damn it! <laughs> but yeah, the new and disturbing trend is uh, you know you know what motorcycle engines needed is they needed more horsepower at the expense of rideability. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So let's stop making all these lamo naturally aspirated motorcycle engines and start getting some turbos and superchargers up in the house here. Well, forced aspiration is the way to go. Oh yes, yes. I don't see the problem. Mm-hmm. Turbochargers, superchargers, sounds, they sound sexy. Yeah, I mean, turbo, super. Here's the problem. Let me just throw this little little tidbit out at you. Turbo lag while you're leaned over. You yeah. know what that makes me think of? What's that? Um, remember back in like the early 2000s, Honda switched over to VFR to VTEC? Mm-hmm. And people were complaining about VTEC lag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if that's like, is that sort of like the same sort of deal? You know, I, I, having ridden a Sika Turbo, 
mm-hmm. had the misfortune of riding a secret turbo. You did ride one. Yes, yes. I got partway up Trapper's Loop, turned around and came out back and said, you keep your stupid bike. I don't want it. So you were leaned over when you hit the turbo? Uh, no, because he warned me about it ahead of time. Okay. He's like, don't be leaned over when you you know get on the gas and let it hit and then lean. Right. Not the other way. Um, yeah. It's not a good thing on a bike. What's turbo lag on a bike feel like? Uh, it's kind of like, 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 like three feet of driveline lash is the best way I can describe it. Like if you had three feet of extra chain, <laughs> you know, it wow. was just kind of spooling out and then it grabbed on. <laughs> wow. That's very different than a car. Yeah. It's not, it's, you know, the car, you get the little, uh, waiting, 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 waiting room. Okay. Here's now, the thing though. Okay. In a car, you've got two tons of metal. Mm-hmm. That basically absorbs that shock, right? Right. You know, so your moment of inertia is much less versus yeah. a bike where you have four hundred pounds of stuff. Right. Okay, but now on a supercharger, a supercharger doesn't have turbo lag. A supercharger is driven by the motor. It's, sure. Yeah. It's always available kind of power. The, the problem is, is the whole notion of doing the, you know, the extra power to save weight with a supercharger goes out the window because you have to spin it from something on a bike. Yeah. yeah. Which adds moving bits that go between other moving bits and more space in the engine compartment. And it's really, I don't know. The the supercharger would be better to ride, but doesn't make a ton of sense in terms of engine design. Um, People do, I, full disclosure, people do supercharge Valkyrie engines. Mm-hmm. Well, which, those are fairly large engines. So. Exactly. you got space, and they hang out to the side of the bike. So in yeah. that context, it might make sense. I mean, I've only got experience with the car superchargers, like Vortex mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And it's, you know, any any kind of charger you do, you're looking at sort of this trade-off between, like, especially a turbo, uh, supercharger, it's it's parasitic, so it's running off the motor, mm-hmm. and you got your trade-off between the weight, between the parasitic draw, but a supercharger just adds so much more power, you're like, or who cares anymore? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't see that one being really useful for a and bike. It, it puts so much stress on the motor itself, you gotta beef up the motor or or mm, keep the that too. I mean like I do you know how much pounds they're pushing to I have charger? no earthly idea. This is Kawasaki's new, you know, six hundred that gives power like a liter bike, and it's like what, really? This is we're back here again. I got to tell you, the thing a Sika Turbo really is still best for is as a counterweight. Hmm. It's really where that bike belongs. Uh, maybe they're going to do something better with the turbo, but I, I turbo is a drag bike. That could work. I mean, I it's still yeah I, as a drag bike, sure, but because you know that's where I always saw the Chargers. Sure, where yeah. it was in drag racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess in that context, it might make perfect sense, but. For a bike you actually ride and turn and use and do stuff with, yeah. like, who cares? The last thing I need is anything that interferes with my rideability because, let's be honest, the 100 horsepower the Strom has is still a lot of freaking power. But, you know, you're you're a very particular sort of person. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you are very kind of, you cut the crap and you're like, this is the way, this other shit, this is all bullshit up until this point. Anything else is still bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a very clear uh, opinion and judgment. True. And I'm not saying it's like out the window or anything. It's like it's all very logical and very rational. And it's, you know, that's right. I'm comment- I'm complimenting Todd. <laughs> Call the news. Write this day down. So, you know, you've got a very focused way. Mm-hmm. But, like, the one thing I'll notice is your end that you're porting your means. Let me start that over. You- <clears throat> 
your end that you judge your means to isn't necessarily the end. It's it's an excellent point. I mean, the drag racing thing really illustrates it. Yeah. Because I wouldn't even think of drag racing. I mean, yeah, because you're, you're like, my mind. straight racing? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Go to hell! <laughs> you know, I have this argument with Claire all the time because I'll uh-huh. talk about, oh, you know, sometimes I miss driving my car, I miss my Mustang, mm-hmm. and Claire just, he breaks on the inside of his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you do too when I talk about cars. You're yeah, like, you yeah. give me that look, like... Well, I, it, in mentally in my mind, you got to and, and you're mentally in right. your mind. There's a big band playing, and you're waiting for me to stop. There's that. Wrap it up. But the the other thing about it is, in my mind, you start talking about car, and I equate car to appliance. You say car, and I hear dishwasher. I mean that's that's that to me is the sex level of a car dishwasher. Uh. I mean it probably cleans dishes like gangbusters, and that's great. You know, I mean I like having a nice clean plate without shit all over it. <laughs> but you know what? It's still a goddamn dishwasher. Uh. <laughs> and you know, you make an excellent point. Is that's completely my frame of reference. So who knows? Maybe maybe they will find some cool usage for it. As I mean, a street bike. I don't see it. To me, unless. Just thinking about it off the top of my head, realistically, I can only imagine a supercharger being on a bike maybe pushing up to five pounds hmm. compression, if that. Because, uh, I mean, after that... At I'm, which I'm point, make boat. a bigger throat. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm on your... You know, after that, it's like, why? Hmm. Unless you just want to be like, the, you know, you're... Oh, I've got a Hayabusa. I've got the fucking king. Sure. But you can make a 1300cc engine that makes close to 200 horsepower in a 550-pound bike. I wonder which makes more sense economically for the manufacturer. It's got to be the less part one, doesn't it? I mean, in terms of in basic economics, you need something with less parts and more interchangeable parts and more of the same part. Unless, you know, you know, you know if you've got your basic 600cc motor mm-hmm. and... Um, you can spread it out across a product line, multiple models. True. And yeah. one of them's got the supercharger. Instead of, you know, having a 600cc, then you got the 900, Except don't you, don't you have to, like, build around the supercharger and the turbo? I mean, you, I know you can go out and buy the, the you know, G-Dog turbos for the car. They make it sound like those little whistle things they give to kids, you know. Yeah. I mean, a, but, a turbocharger is more complicated plumbing-wise. Uh-huh. Because it's coming off the exhaust, but supercharger is really kind of just plug and plug and play. Oh, okay. it is not hard to drop in a supercharger. Hmm. All right, and I'm... you know, as long as the internals of the motor can handle it, I guess. Yeah, and if you've got the, if you're going for the bigger bike and you have the engine compartment size, yeah, and and superchargers themselves, size wise, they can be pretty small. They they can be pretty compact. I mean, okay. really, all they are is they look like they kind of look like an air whistle. Hmm. You know, just okay. a kind of a round thing with the fan so out the side, color with a with a something to drive it. They're, yeah, they're not hmm. not that much to them. Well, maybe they're onto something there. So I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they're, I could see it maybe as being feasible economically if they're just you know, yeah, yeah, taking the six, same six hundred cc motor and dressing it up differently. Sure. Yeah, I guess in that context it could make sense. I just I'm, I guess to me the why really becomes the question. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very confused as to the why. Well, you've met our friend Billy, right? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know, you're asking why, and there's a picture on our monitor here of, of a the homemade, homemade chopper. chopper. <laughs> you know what? You make an excellent point. We better move on because I've made a fool out of myself. <laughs> okay, we've got a uh, listener in Salt Lake, Trevor. Mm-hmm. He has sent us a review of the NC700X. He's cool. an unpaid correspondent. Dig it. Hey, Chuck and Todd. This is unpaid correspondent Trevor in Salt Lake. I wanted to give you guys a review of the Honda NC700X. I bought this bike in August 2012, so I've had it a little more than a year. Uh, My previous bikes were an 82 Honda Nighthawk 650 and uh, 2003 Nighthawk 750. Um, So in comparison... To those two bikes, the NC is uh, much more modern, but it's still a budget bike from Honda. Um, the NC really shines in its uh, low center of gravity. Everything is below your butt, so the frame, the engine, the gas is all down low, uh, which makes slow speed handling really, really great. Um, and it feels like it weighs less than it does. Um, it of course has the fake gas tank storage area which nc owners have lovingly named the frunk Um, i love it because i can put my helmet in there uh, with gloves and keys and whatever else i need Um, i've put groceries in there uh, my lunch when i go to work whatever it's great i love it and between that and the the givi um, tail bag that i have i can hold a ton of crap Um, And, of course, the fuel mileage is awesome. If I flog the NC, uh, if that's a lot of stop and go, quick starts from stoplights, um, a lot of around town stuff, I'll still get 58 miles per gallon. That's the lowest I've had. Um, The highest I had was 74.8, which I got on my way this summer to Bryce Canyon. Um, I took all the back roads. I went Nebo Loop, Energy Loop, Highway 12, um, which are all great roads. The back road speeds there like between 40 and 60 miles per hour. I got um, 74.6 and 74.8 on that trip. Um, doing those speeds, those types of ri- that type of riding, still having lots of fun, it'll get 74 miles per gallon all day long. Uh, some of the members on the NC700 forums are reporting 80 to 90 miles per gallon, um, but I think they're really gentle on the throttle. They're really babying it, and I've never seen that something that high, and I'm not really going to try because I like having fun. Uh, my typical riding, which is commuting and occasional trips up the canyons, um, a little bit of freeway here and there, will get me around 64 pretty consistently. Um, it's just that that really stop-and-go commuting that will kill it, but it's still high 50s. That's pretty, pretty damn impressive. Um, distance to empty is usually around 210 miles for me. Um, or, sorry, that's distance to little blinky red light. Um, distance to empty is like 250, 270. Um, the engine has a really low red line relative to what I'm used to. It's 6,500 RPM. Um, the first few weeks of ownership, I hit the red line three or four times. Um, the torque is great on this engine. It pulls from down low around 2,000 RPM and on up. Um, between 3,200 and 5,000 is really where it makes uh, good power. Uh, it's fun to short shift it. You cruise low speeds at, or high speeds at really low RPM and get great gas mileage that way. Something about the the NC engine, which I've heard you guys have some issues with, 
the NC700 platform um, is a parallel twin, and the Doville, or whatever the hell it's called, the NT700V is a V-twin. They're very completely different bikes. One is pretty cool, the other one is fairly lame. Um, okay, so back to the NC. Uh, the weak points on the NC are the budget suspension um, and the undertank gas. Uh, the ride was a little bit rough at first, but it's kind of broken in, and I would say that the suspension is a little bit soft for some enthusiastic sport riding. Um, it can get a little weebly wobbly in the in uh, rougher corners, which can get interesting. Um, and for rough roads, it's a little bit harsh. Um, there are some some upgrades that you can do, which I will do eventually. Just take some money. Um, the brakes are more than adequate. It's a single disc up front, which some people complain about, but I don't think it's a big deal. Um, the Nighthawk was also single disc, and it was just fine. This bike, the NC's disc, is much larger uh, than the Nighthawk's was, so it's got plenty of stopping power. Um, sadly, Honda bundled the ABS brake, the ABS feature, with the um, DCT or the the automatic transmission, which I think is really lame. Um, the gas tank is under the passenger seat, so there's a little key that opens both the fake tank storage area and the under seat tank. Um, so the, the passenger seat flips open, you fill up the gas. It's really not a big deal, it wasn't a deal breaker for me. On my trip to Bryce Canyon, I put a big uh, waterproof duffel bag on the, the passenger seat, strapped it on with some custom buckle straps that I made myself. It took me 10 seconds to take it off and put it on the ground, and then another maybe 20 or 30 seconds to pack it back up. If you park, pack smartly, it's not a big deal. Now, if you pack like the Clampets, Chuck, I'm talking to you, I can see how that would suck. You just need to pack smarter. Uh, I don't mind the lack of top-end power, um, and I'm pretty sure I'd get myself in trouble if I had a, a, a faster bike, so I'm glad for the NC. Once you, you hit freeway speeds of the posted speed limit um, and above, it gets a little harder to pass quickly. You just take more planning before you you do anything. Um, I have taken the NC on some gravel roads. I've been up Squaw Peak and Provo Canyon. I've been up in Butterfield Canyon. There's a good um, stretch that takes you to look over the Kennecott Copper Mine, um, and it handles it just fine. I'm not a dirt, dirt bike expert, and I never had the thought, oh man, if only I had a 19-inch wheel, things would be so much more awesomer. Um, that was never an issue. So Chuck, I would suggest to you to give your Versus a try on some gravel roads before you spend the money on a conversion. Um, there's a guy on ADV, which uh, he uh, took his NC on a trip back um, in Colorado on the backcountry roads there. He put just put TKC uh, 80s on his bike and he said he loved it. Um, I'll include a link for you guys to, to check that out. Um, as far as maintenance goes, the engine's super easy to access. Um, valve check intervals are 8,000 miles, and they're simple lock nut style adjusters, so no shims to worry about. Um, and it's it's just, yeah, it's, it's simple to work on. Um, the bike is selling well here in America, and it's even better in Europe and Asia. So there are a lot of of Farkle options, lots of aftermarket stuff that's available. Um, it's not as big as the Strom aftermarket, of course, but I think you can get pretty much anything you need or want. Um, I've got 
you know, new handlebar, different handlebars that are more comfortable for me, heated grips, handguards, uh, the GV rack and top case, um, and a few other things. Um, like I said, my next thing will be the suspension. I think that's the biggest weak point at the moment. Um, but that's, that's fairly expensive. Uh, anyways, thanks for, uh, letting me listen. Okay, first off, fuck you, Trevor. <laughs> also, second, I wrote here on my notes, number two, fuck you, Trevor. <laughs> so, it's fun. Trevor, is your, is your NC700X red that you got in 2000? Because if it is, I'm pretty sure I tested you for your license and asked you about the bike and made you show me the inside of the tank trunk and everything else. Did you tell him to fuck you? Uh, no, no, he did actually really well in the test. Oh, uh, clearly, his it. talking about slow-speed maneuvers are easy is true because he... Pretty much killed it. Nailed it. it. Okay. Yeah. So maybe the same guy. Yeah, and it was he was there late too, so I was giving him the real short version of the hey, hey, go down there and break and do it good. Did you give him our card? Uh I might have. Okay. <laughs> Hard the, to say. The miles per gallon. Holy cow. <laughs> I was Wow <laughs> Wow I mean, it, it, it sounds like from the engine behavior, it runs like an HD, but... <laughs> but, I mean, wow. <laughs> Turns over once a day. <laughs> like, close to 60 miles a gallon? I can't, I can't fathom that. <laughs> I mean, like, if you baby the Strom, you can get 45. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the Ural has been known to get 30, 32. <laughs> That's uh, that's, that's a thing. Amazing. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. And thank you for schooling us about the engine mm-hmm. model difference. Between, I mean, we kind of. Well, I, I didn't really listen to that. Did, did you? No, no. This is pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored. Bored. <laughs> uh, no, the, it's 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 uh, it's an interesting bike. I still, you know, I guess to me it doesn't look very sexy. Um, I but, still don't like the idea of, of the underseat fuel tank. Um, well, that's because, as he points out, you packed, like, the friggin' clampets. Fuck you! Hey! Hey, guys, wait! Don't forget the chair! Fuck you! Huh? I would What's that? I found a stick! Why are you putting the stick on? I don't know! I like sticks. I just tied it on! It's a souvenir. So you'll get 200 miles and you'll be stuck. Precious memories. Three days. You someday that stick will come in handy, and then fuck you. You'll be like thanking me I brought Thanks that stick. God, you picked up that stick. Fuck yeah, as well as that rock yes. and the interestingly shaped piece of dirt and moss and the dead bunny. Yes, and the dead bunny. <laughs> See, that's like dinner right there. <laughs> so the interesting Fuckers. thing actually is, he said it flips up, which I didn't realize. I'd assumed it like came off. Yeah, which that sounds like maddening. That sounds yeah, like I th- I'm going to go in like into a froth. Because I thought I'm it lose came. it every time. Yeah, I thought it came off too. So yeah, the flip so, up, okay. is, the flip up makes it better. Yeah, but I mean, just because he's got his custom straps, also known as rubber bands. Went to REI, did we? <laughs> <laughs> three, three bucks in the tie-on section. That's my favorite area too. <laughs> and but you know, thank you for sending us that, Trevor. We, yeah, we really absolutely. appreciate it. I have to agree with him completely that it is wicked lame that they bundled the ABS with the DCT. Yeah, that is pretty stupid. I mean, the DCT is, uh, I guess, if you're in that, that's great. Um, <coughs> I, I don't want it. Um, but no, actually, worse than that, because I know some girls who are a lot better writers than I am. <coughs> God! <coughs> well, as as, <laughs> as as Charlie pointed out, the thing about the DCT and the reason you can't use DCT in a race is because it can actually shift faster than human beings capable of. By adding weight and making you a complete uh, wiener. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> because you're not shifting the bike by yourself, you wiener. 
wuss. Uh, but yeah, oh, that, that's... yeah, we are talking about Charlie. Yeah, well, it's yeah. it's really lame. You can't get the ABS. I yeah, mean, yeah, that would be uh, really valuable. It seems to me you you. I can't just see them get the ABS. I can't see them being like inex, you know, inex, inex. They don't have anything the, to do with one another. The, How's that? That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. They're You know, I got an English degree. Do you? I do. <laughs> From where? <laughs> the El Segundo's <laughs> Night School of, of English. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's accredited. <laughs> Woo. Ah. So thanks, Trevor. Thanks for sending that to us. That was cool. Such a dick. Yep. So uh, on, on the topic of modern new fuel injection and fancy transmissions and, and brakes that use discs. You're going to get a, a modern bike finally? Yes, I am going to get one of the 2014 Euros. What? No, I'm actually not because I can't afford it. I thought you said modern. I did say modern. 2014, the Euros are totally new. Totally new. Fuel, well, no. But <laughs> they have fuel injection. Wow. Which ups their power from 40 to, brace yourself, Chuck, hold on to something, 42 horsepower. Wow. Although the big gain, actually, is they make about the same amount of torque. They make it 1,000 RPMs lower. Wow. So you know that you know that great dead spot when you come off of a stop where you go. Uh, 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 it's not as long. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. I was actually reading about their fuel injection system, and so the fuel injection system is purpose built for the Ural. Okay. But it's purpose built with all standard parts from the the people who make it. Okay. So like you need bits for it, it works. The neat thing about it is, first of all, it's got no throttle position sensor. Anybody who's ever tried to adjust the throttle position sensor on a bike uh, has lived... Ulysses. Wrongly. Ulysses. <laughs> yeah. Buell. And what happens midway through your adjustment? Buell. It de-adjusts. Yeah. Um, it's also the only thing on the Strom that has a star pattern uh, screw. Wow. I hate them forever. <laughs> I want that Just to that one screw. Just the one. <laughs> Oh, we out of screws today. Uh, uh, throw some torques in what, there. What's in box? Uh, Dig around. Yeah, and then you tighten it down and it moves it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so the new FI, the, the fuel injection system uses uh, vacuum sensors instead of a TPS. Okay. And then the cool thing about it is it's got two ECUs, one for each side. And if one of them packs up, it can run redundant on one side. That sounds pretty Russian. That I know, right? <laughs> I mean, talk about purpose built for a euro. What happened? The left side exploded. What do we do? Keep going. <laughs> Drink vodka. Stop keep, for nothing. Keep going. It's open, okay. open bottle. It's okay. Vodka time. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And wow. then it's got, and then it, of course it's got the discs on all three wheels, which. I don't know how you feel about the drum brakes on yours, but... Uh, They're an interesting suggestion. Girl, <laughs> what are you doing? Girl, stop! They're, uh, they, they, they hold the Ural in a stopped position. There's a, there's a faint <laughs> sensation I've noticed of deceleration. <laughs> Sometimes when I put the parking brake on and the hill's not too steep, it'll stay where I put it. <laughs> Uh wow! So disc brakes all the way. Disc brakes all around. The, the thing about it is that man, sounds really cool. I know, doesn't it? That sounds better to me than the fuel injection. Uh, that, to be I, I between the two, the, those two things are pretty much the ones I was like, oh my god, I would buy a new one. The trouble is now even fewer of the wheels are interchangeable. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, at least that's the that's the the working theory because all the discs are different sizes. Okay. Because in fairness, I mean, consider this. Imagine now instead of the drums on the back. You had 320 millimeter Brembo discs on both of the back wheels. 
Stop now. Stop now. Skid wheels instantly. <laughs> Think about rear brake skid wheels. Greetings, babushka. <laughs> Get on back. Every tire would be just like an octagon from all the flat spots on it from the skidding. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Stop now! <laughs> Drop anchor. I mean, you've got the weight bias that's to the rear, but still, like... Man, it was, like, literally drop anchor. <laughs> a lot of breaking power. Yeah. Back. So, Which plus, be, plus the problem of where the hell do you fit those discs in the back. That would be kind of fun, though. I can't really argue with that. <laughs> so the wheels aren't going to be... Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, mm. they're, they're, the, the official word is coming at the Ural Open House kind of thing, okay. but... Triple discs all around and fuel injection. That's that's pretty sexy. That's very fun. The fuel injection in particular, I will say, as I'm currently having that awesome time to fiddle with the carbs again because it's winter, sounds awful sexy. Oh, I haven't even had to try. I haven't tried to do that yet. Yeah, it's because your bike hasn't moved. Yep. <laughs> you would have to actually make the engine start for that. Yep. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Now I have a question. Yeah. So, Fuel injection, disc brakes. Ignore the, you know, interchangeability and all that crap. Uh-huh. It's really cool. I mean, that's like a major upgrade to the Ural we're talking about. It's like almost a brand new bike. I know, right? Would you buy a year one machine? And what could possibly go wrong? Uh-huh. Well, it's interesting. I've always been fascinated by this notion of people who are like, I don't want to buy the year one machine. Yeah. It's going to have issues like... I don't know, title hypothetically, like, say the steering lock is so small you can't turn around in a parking lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a 2006 Ulysses? Yeah, yeah. Or or the clutch basket goes out and it begins to grind your clutch into tiny pieces like the 2002 or 2003 Strom. <laughs> or my personal favorite, the Harley 2014 Trek Incredibly Stupid Recall TM. The what? The Incredibly Stupid Recall. A 2000? Brace yourself. Ready? Okay, yeah. Okay. The Harley trikes that they're, you know, marketing the hell out of now to the old people uh-huh. have a problem. They manufactured the steering system. There's a part in the steering system that lets you turn the bars too far. Bleh. Wait for it. If you turn the bars too far, it puts stress on the brake reservoir and breaks it open, causing brake fluid to spill out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What? Hence my naming it the Incredibly Stupid Recall TM. <laughs> so now, this this bike essentially attempts to suicide its owners? Yes, yes. <laughs> I need to turn left really hard. Crunch! <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. Farewell. <laughs> Think well of me. <laughs> yeah, now, originally when I saw it, they were like, the wheel turns too far. I was like, okay, that makes sense, because it's a Delta trike, you know, and it has all of the stability issues that a Delta trike has, and if somebody doesn't know how to ride a Delta trike, turning a wheel too far on a Delta trike is a very bad, scary proposition. Bad news, yeah, Because yeah. then you have a Delta trike on top of you, as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it breaks the damn brake from the reservoir open. That's exciting. It, uh, it, uh, never have I heard of such a thing before. <laughs> that's exciting yes it it is indeed exciting wow okay yeah. so i mean you know stuff like that makes me wonder about the year one would you buy uh, year one uh apart uh, if, if i had the money if the money was just sitting in my hand i gotta be honest i'd be tempted mm-hmm. i mean year one or not the nice thing about Ural versus some manufacturers they really stand behind it 
You know, if you had a clutch basket problem with a Suzuki from 2002 or 2003, they were like, ha, 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 go to hell. And it's not like a like a real year one, like a that, 2006 that's kind of the thing. That's Yeah, a I mean, it's it's a it's a year whatever with some new stuff. With some new stuff, yeah. And Ural being Ural, you know, all the stuff's going to be pretty bog standard from somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they made it new. They went and found it. <laughs> Ivan was not doing R&D. <laughs> no. Well, the, the spoke guy died. <laughs> <laughs> no, the spoke guy died, which is part of why the aluminum wheels are what they are, and uh-huh. they have different size spokes than mine do. Uh-huh. Why they explode now? That's why. Uh, no, no, no. That, that's that's different. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the spoke guy. It's not his fault. That guy will die. <laughs> Possibly dead already. <laughs> Possibly when his wheel failed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. I don't know. The year one thing to me is questionable. For this, for the Euro, for the Euro, it, it doesn't, doesn't strike, strike me as a Euro one. Yeah, no, it's not. Now, really. Yamaha's FCO nine, mm. that would I would wait. That that I might wait a year. I, would wait, I yeah. mean, the bike looks just so sexy and fun. But yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd want that brand spanking new engine to kind of work its kinks out. Yeah. Because the other thing that always happens is you, after year one, there's always like all the fuel injection and engine updates, and oh, this switch catches on fire, or, you know. And sometimes they just, even if nothing's wrong, they work in some really cool improvements on that second. Year. Yeah, yeah. People complain. They're like, well, you know, the suspension is is kind of trash. Yeah. You really need to do something with that, and they'll improve it. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, the flip side of that is sometimes crap just happens. Yeah, that's the true. The 2012 Ural wheels. Yeah. The 2010 Ural rocker arms. Yeah. Um, the BMW final drive. <laughs> that one didn't really just happen, did it? Hi, John. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you need to drain the oil and replace it in a moving thing with gears? That sounds like silly talk. It sounds like something Americans do. <laughs> just turn the bike upside down and dump it out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... That's the thing is, for all of the year one, there's still crap like that. Yeah. And then, there, of course, there's the Ulysses. What are you trying to say? Well, you know, it's... it's, it's what? The Ulysses. What? I mean, if you had traded in your 2006 Ulysses, the year one Ulysses, for 2008 Ulysses... Yes. But... You'd still own a Ulysses. <laughs> <laughs> Hate you so much. Mm. That 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 bike is just a gift that keeps on giving, eat, eat even tart. after you've sold it. Eat tart, Bella. He's mm. tasty. Mm. They made a candy. Peter wants to give you ideas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. One of our listeners. He sent us an email. Uh, it's a GoPro mount. Oh, cool. I I I, I have he, a GoPro now. Yeah. Well, this mm-hmm. is a, this is one of those cool like you know like chase cam mounts where it hangs off the side of the bike. Oh, that would be slick. Yeah, I know, right? Uh-huh. Hey guys, been missing you lately. I've attached a picture more for Chuck than Todd. As I understand, Chuck is pretty big into woodworking. What? Don't worry, Todd. You will appreciate it as well. I think this picture represents the pinnacle of creation, which only a true craftsman can aspire to, given a lot of hard work, planning, and sweat equity. Enjoy. P.S. I thought the tether was a nice touch. So here's the GoPro mount. That's uh, the chase cam made of two by fours. You know that would look really cool if you were like hanging Ken from it by his neck. Because mm. I could see you building a, Shh, no. a GoPro mount made of plywood. I okay, yeah, but it would or just... a luggage rack made of plywood. Wait, what? Which... Possibly an entire bike made of plywood. But, but it would look better than that. Well, yes. <laughs> that... You'd at least use a nice veneer. <laughs> 
I at least have the sense to paint it all one color. You stained the two by fours. <laughs> wow, <A> that's, nice. <laughs> that was a quick. Remember uh, when Crash came to visit us, mm-hmm. and he had his GoPro mount that was made out of pipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, steel pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not two by fours. Though. Not two by fours. Not two by fours. That's that's. A, we'll that's, go ahead and post that picture up for your enjoyment. That's listeners. a big touch. I'm sure that. Well, that's coming out of Canada, so you know. <sighs> I don't Can think it, Peter's coming out of Canada, is he? Fuck. I don't. I don't yeah. remember. Meanwhile, in Canada. Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Todd and Chuck. I'm a big fan of your podcast and was hoping you guys can help me out. My friends and I are planning a trip in early June from BC, Canada to Utah. I guess we we should probably start packing. Get out of town. Most of us have cruisers. I'm so sorry. Wow, we're so out of town. And I have a DI-1000? Uh, I think that's a DL-1000. DL-1000. It's a Strom. Yeah. So much of our travels will be on paved roads. Wait, he's on a DL one thousand. He's going to ride with a bunch of cruiser guys. Dude, I don't know. I'd go nuts. I'd be, I'd be stabby. Wow. I'm planning to go to Capitol Reef in Utah, but I was hoping of any suggestions you may have since you live there. I just ordered a set of Butler maps to help me out as well. Have a merry Christmas and keep the podcast coming. Cool. This is a very familiar question for us. Yes, I should warn you that since you're in BC in the Cranbrook um, area, when you go south, be warned. There are only two ATMs in Moye, British Columbia, and they are both out of money. <laughs> well, it's not like Canadians use real money. No. Loonies and Toonies? Come on. Yeah, I know. That was someone's idea of a joke. To- toonies and Loonies are pretty great, actually, I have to say. <laughs> Still someone's idea of a joke. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, places in Utah, we've mentioned on past shows, but if you're in Capitol Reef, Route 12, got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's that guy? He, he was just uh, our unpaid correspondent. Yeah, yeah, he just mentioned Energy Loop, whole bunch of roads. All, all of these we should note are actually on the Butler maps. Yeah, um, I mean Butler's got it really well covered. They're covering Utah extremely well. I I don't really think we can offer a suggestion that beats what they're saying. Not really. Other than once you're actually in Salt Lake and you uh, manage to uh, go on a dirt road to lose the cruiser guy, we can go get a beer or something. Buy us lunch. Mm, yes, buy us lunch. There's a long held tradition of listeners coming into town and buying us lunch. And me being sick or unavailable, and so only Chuck gets lunch. Yeah, usually it's just me you meet. Todd's imaginary at that point. I'm I'm actually a sophisticated sock puppet operated by Chuck. It's not that sophisticated, to be honest. Mm, You know. And it's not even like a clean sock. It's still, it's kind of dirty and kind of crusty on the inside. It's You know, for anyone else, a dirty sock would be an inappropriate and strange thing. For me, it sort of fits. Yeah. Yeah. Steve sent us something. Beak! The beak. The beak. What, the f- what beak are we talking about, Todd? We're talking about the beak on the new Strom. So the, I'm, <laughs> I remain completely torn about this new Strom, and motorcyclists non-article uh, doesn't really help any. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, they describe all of this this mechanical upgrades they've made. You know, all the things that were really annoying about the Strom. You know, better suspension, better brakes. The engine's got more torque, which never hurts. Uh-huh. Uh, Bigger front wheel. Uh, front wheel is the same size. Oh, they had not, okay. No, no, same same front wheel. Okay, you've seen okay. the same freaking fender. Are you kidding me? They okay. didn't even upgrade that. Okay. Um, but you know, a lot of the mechanical components are really upgraded, and it's got the ugly beak. And you know, I just I'm. But if you read through their article, it reads like a brochure. I. I Did they get to write it? They actually wrote it. Okay. Yeah, but you know, their ride was like a lot of people who ride stoms. They're like. Yeah, it went around corners pretty good. 
and it did this okay. They note that they they note that the DL one thousand now is not even pretending to be a dirt bike. Um, <laughs> you know, which is it's fair. Yeah. But you is know, that disappointing to you? No. No. Okay. I mean, quite honestly, how much did I use at mine for a dirt, dirt bike? You all the time. You would take your shirt off and you mm-hmm. put on that iron hockey mask. Well, okay. And you would drive out to gas refineries in, in mm-hmm. Wyoming. Yep. And you would be like, just walk away. Mm-hmm. And then you'd make your pecs do that bouncy that thing. That bouncy thing. Yeah. 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 That takes a long time to practice. That, it, was, it was really nice. Really yeah. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, quite honestly, I used the Stroms, you know, because the ground clearance is about the same as before, notwithstanding the mailbox. Um, you could put the same tires on it because they're the same size. Same wheels. Same wheels. Uh, so, you know, like, I don't feel like I'm giving up what I really care about for the Stroms off-road, which is basically to get across the grass and up the dirt road and around the corner behind the tree to camp. And run over to Bunny. Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I'm giving up much there. So how do you feel about the beak? Don't like the beak. <laughs> don't like the beak at all. I'm not convinced about the headlight. I think the projector headlight is strange and doesn't make sense for a bike that had great lights to begin with. It kind of looks like they copied the Versus. There, there is a certain feel of that, isn't there? Just because it's a single, double yeah, stack. single double stacker yeah. headlight with a little, little, little cutesy bit. beak yeah. and stuff. But I mean, it, it's like this look for that. That's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. A, it's not an off-road bike. You just said. Yeah. But that adventure motorcycle look. It's becoming such a it's generic. Oh, totally. Generic boiler. Well, and for a while they were all converging to look like the Strom. And then they, they've been converging away from the Strom to, like, the, the BMW the, the yeah. look. Yeah. You know, they, they, nobody's done the build the cat headlights like the BMW yet, thank God. Cod Build the cat always did have that kind of feel about him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I would, you know, I'd be okay with build the cat headlights on a different bike. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm so torn about this. Mm-hmm. I, it's got some of the updates I would really love. Brakes that make it stop well, you know, a little more torque. That doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but again, much better front suspension. Uh, but eh, it's just, I don't know. It's not, it's not enough to make me run out and buy it yet. Oh, and they took the hand guards off of it. Now it's not adventure anymore. Oh. The hand guards were stock before? Yeah, they were oh, stock okay. on both of them. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like the handguards. What's with that box? Which box? Yeah. The, the exhaust. The uh, oh, the uh, the mailbox exhaust. Yeah. yeah. It's there to take away uh, space for luggage. Oh, okay. Well, that's handy. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, that was that was something everybody was clamoring for. Yeah, everybody's like, you know, the Stroms, uh, the Stroms exhaust is just too out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I can put on luggage without it hanging out. In space, Charlie says that's an emissions thing, and I think he's probably right. Yeah, yeah, but because that looks starting to get more common too. Just well, I think it's because it's the only way to be remotely efficient about weight with the right amount of catalytic converters and nonsense. Is you have to have this big mailbox on the side of it. Where are you going to put the shark teeth? I have no idea. Those were big on the strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shark teeth and beamer emblems and you yeah. know, the whole nine yards. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's one of those things I want to ride a little bit. You know, uh-huh. See what I think. Go from yeah. there. Yeah. Too bad. I wonder if they had it at IMS. I don't know. No, man. No. So uh, Thomas sent us a thing. A thing? Yes. Adventure deodorant. I'm trying to compute these two things together. Deodorant for adventure. What is deodorant? You'll need to leave my house now. (laughs) 
<laughs> Take the chair with you. Just burn it in the front yard. Well, you know how you know this is adventure deodorant. It says adventure. No, it's because aluminum oxide is the active, first active ingredient. So it's technically brushed aluminum deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds harmful. <laughs> nah, it's not harmful. It's adventure. So it's like Turtec? Adventure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Adventure. What we got next? Uh, Courtney writes. A girl? Yeah. I was. Wait, are we sure it's a girl? Wait, why are we? Yeah, it is a girl. Hold on. Okay, wait. Why, why is this? Why is this email in here? Because because of the punchline. Okay, Courtney. <clears throat> let me do this one. Okay, so our next one is from Courtney, Ooh. a girl. Ooh. I really enjoyed the Wheel Nerds podcast. Wow, that's great. I'm really glad she does. I was wondering if my company could get a short interview on an upcoming podcast. It's maybe, trending. Maybe she sells motorcycle parts. Uh, yeah, covers vehicle covers. Ve- vehicle. Covers. Had, um, Does she know that there's only like 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 a two square feet of space? We'd love to talk to you about protection. Mm-hmm. I look forward to hearing from you. Clearly, she's asking me out for a date. Yeah, totally a date. She wants to go out with me. Clearly, her name's Courtney. She's writing to me about protection mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. hearing from me mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and and leading durability. supplier of some. Thing yeah, she clearly wants, wants to go out with me. We we actually had a MythBusters engineer put our. Did you covers see her picture in the email? She's cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really her. I think I think this might be a kidney stealing. Come on. Go ahead and write to me again, Courtney. It's cool. I'll leave, be I'll be gentle. If you could just leave him one kidney, that I'm, would, that I'm, would be helpful. I'm really nice. I sort of need him for the show. I used deodorant. I'm not that funny by myself. I bathe regularly. John writes, I do hope all is well with the wheel nerds. Well, now that I'm out of the hospital, yes. Thank you, John. I miss you guys. Not creepy. It's creepy. If there was a levity meter. Levito meter? Levito? Levitation? Levidometer? I am lifting you with my mind. It would read almost empty, and it's going down like a notch after every the podcast. Don't get me wrong. I like the like I like NPR and straight highway miles. But Wheel Nerds are the SNL of motorcycle lifestyle adventure podcasting at its best. You keep my attitude in check so I don't take myself too seriously, provide news and reviews with insights from your experience, and have fun doing it. Restraining order, it's on its way, John. Mm-hmm. That last one. Yeah, I'm really glad we set up the uh, the, the thing where we could automatically uh, send those out. Yeah. Push of a button. Well, I mean, it's That first, was money well spent. It was the first time we've had to use it. Yeah, but, you know, it's still cool we set it up. I mean, look how easy it was. Well, yeah, but, I mean... Push I've, the button, send a restraining order. I, I, I sent you 10, and you, have, you <laughs> still <laughs> come over. <laughs> what have you learned this week, Chuck? I've learned that there's a girl named Courtney out there pining for, for your a, kidney. a slice of the Chuck. The kidney slice. This, the kidney slice. That's, that's <laughs> maybe. Hey, I'll take what I can get. I've learned that you've been getting so strong pretty soon, I can use you to lift my leg. Remember that time we had to push to Beal up the, the gorge? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was much better as the pusher. That's a good point, actually. We can't ever forget. Chuck is the brawn. Todd is the brains. Oh. And that's all we got time for this week. Until next week, I'm Todd. I thought you were called Jay. No! Mm-hmm. Drugs are wearing off.
I'm Chuck. <laughs> right safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. If you listen to us on iTunes, please write a review for us so that we can get some more exposure and hits. Thanks. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.